All right. Welcome, everybody, to Voiced Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Sabiaga, and we're getting this show back running again because I've been, been kind of off the last couple of months. I've been running my agency, but uh, I want to get back into it, making sure that I was engaging with other business owners or entrepreneurs or leaders. So I'm very excited to transition to this episode for uh, this year and actually um, uh, have a guest in here that will actually be um, really uh I would say an advocate for this topic I want to come down on because uh, I think coming up with where I'm at, one of the biggest skill that I was able to take with me that I'm able to learn and expand from and build my confidence is sales. So uh, I met this guy uh, a couple of years ago when we were in a training life coaching program back in 2018, 2017, 18. Right. So um, it was it was really cool to see and meet him and how he represents himself. But at the same time, following his journey, seeing what he's been able to build with his team out in San Diego, Vegas. So um, him getting involved with sales itself and as well as in the solar industry. So I'm very excited. Uh, welcome in, uh, Stephen Cohen. How are you today, bro? Charles, thanks for having me, bro. I appreciate the intro. Yeah, man, I'm excited to, to learn a little about you, to, to have my audience and here in the voice community kind of get to know what you're about. So uh, with that being said, I mean, uh, so Stephen, he's an entrepreneur, he's a marketer, he's a he's in, in it for sales. He's one of the co-founder for Sunder Energy, right? And he's been in the solar um, industry for how long now? Going on six years, man. Quite six a long years. time. It's been a call it the solar coaster it's been a ride for sure okay for sure so uh, for all all of us listening i mean just can you just give us a little bit of background about yourself yeah man absolutely so what's up everyone charles appreciate you having me on man following you doing big things uh my name is steven i'm 27 year old uh, out here in las vegas nevada so for those of you guys that uh, come to vegas i'm out here in sin city uh basically uh born and raised out here and for the last nine years now i've been on this uh venture of entrepreneurship uh before i got into that basically doing what everyone else does out here in las vegas going to school for business unlv went there for a couple of years quickly found out that college wasn't really the route that i was super <laughs> passionate about so I started looking at other options, got involved with some online marketing uh, back in 2013, and it completely changed my life. Never really made that much money, but I started being introduced to skill sets like sales, like communications, entrepreneurship, time management, leadership, a lot of stuff that I never learned in the classroom. Um, and thankfully, about six years ago, I was introduced to the um, solar industry, direct sales, um, and it completely changed my life. You know, I got into it with no sales experience, you know, I was both broke, busted, and disgusted, didn't really have much going on for me, just a uh, ambitious kid with big goals and big dreams, but nothing really to attach that to, and over the last six years, it's been really cool, because I started with just myself, um, with a big goal, big dream, and uh, within six years, we've been able to build, um, you know, a company about 400 people, um, about two years ago, we ventured off and started our own company called Sunder Energy, I've been able to live in, you know, San Diego, where I met you, San Jose, Colorado, yeah. back to Vegas, and build sales teams basically across the country, all that believe in the concept of, you know, renewable energy and, you know, helping homeowners save money on their power bill. And, uh, you know, it's been a fun ride and, you know, excited to be here and, and what the next five years have to have in store. For sure. I'm, I'm very excited because uh, we're going to dive deep into, uh, I mean, I want to know about your thought process behind sales or even the solar industry itself. So maybe you can share something that you thought that might be interesting, but I mean, you said you got, got into entrepreneurship, right? I mean, uh, from from that end, I mean, what what about 
entrepreneurship were you mostly interested in that kind of uh, had you st- starting off in that instead of going to a traditional like going to college? For sure. So growing up, I never really came from a lot of money. My parents always kind of struggled when it came to finances, right? Always, you know, that conversation, uh, which was never. So growing up, I always knew I wanted to do something to make a lot of money. So I didn't have to deal with the same problems that I saw with my parents. I thought that was college for a while because most people, they say, hey, if you want to be successful in the modern day, right, you want to go to college so you can get a really good job and work 40 hours a week for 40 years of your life, hopefully retire one day. Um, on your 401k and then you can live your golden days from 65 to 78 or whatever it is and that was the plan that I was bought into because that's what everyone told me to do and Mm -hmm. you know I went to college got a business degree because when you don't know what to go to school for you go to school for business thinking that's going to teach you something (laughs) and uh, yeah I mean I just quickly realized it wasn't something that I was passionate about I was spending more time and energy focusing on girls and partying and the social aspect of college Mm -hmm. which I think is extremely valuable but when it came to the actual classroom I realized that my professors, bless their heart, they were making forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year teaching me how to create a business. And you know, I'm not the smartest kid in the world, but one thing I did learn from an early age is if you want something out of life, you need to go find people that have the results you want and they can teach you how to get there. So for me, listening to people that didn't have the results I want, weren't living the lifestyle I want, weren't making the income I wanted, just didn't really make sense that I was spending my time and energy listening to these people because if they were able to accomplish what they were teaching, they would be doing that, not teaching in the classroom. Right. So that was kind of my mindset. And then I'm a firm believer that whenever you put you know certain energy and certain things out there, you'll get that. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I was introduced used to you know network marketing which okay. you're familiar with as well um, sure. and it really introduced me to entrepreneurship and you know for me the biggest thing I was attractive about it was really being able to create my own time schedule um, you know there's a lot of people out there that make a lot of money but you know you sacrifice your time your time with your family your time to go do things that you're passionate mm-hmm. about um, you know, is it, is it, is it working to live or is it living to work? So for me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. I saw entrepreneurship as kind of like that weird vehicle that wasn't really what most people were gravitating towards mm-hmm. that I could create enough income where I could support myself and my future family and make as much money as I want, because it's based on my performance, not what, you know, corporate America dictates my worth, having the ability to have time flexibility where I didn't have to raise my hand to go on vacation or ask my boss where I need to go to the bathroom. I'm able to create a schedule that works for my own lifestyle. And then the, the last thing that was really attractive to me, I was able to work with other young professionals, other young people who are like-minded mm-hmm. that had big goals and dreams where at my old jobs and in college, I didn't really have that experience because I felt like people were forced sure. to be there for a paycheck 100%. versus wanting to be there for something that's they're passionate about. That's awesome. Uh, I, I You touched on two key points that I thought that was really important, which is the first one was uh, having more for yourself because we're so used to having this system kind of put down on us that we have to go to school to live, make a living where nowadays we're seeing a bunch of people succeeding or making more or making different differences in people's lives and in themselves through different ventures without having college. You know, so that that was a powerful thing. And I believe we were kind of in the same company. And so I kind of actually started from the same industry through network marketing. That's when it taught me the value of entrepreneurship and creating freedom within myself. And the other part that you mentioned was having that environment, right? Having the people, the association, because if you really want to elevate your frequency, you have to associate with several people who kind of operate that level, right? So, So from that point on, Stephen, um, being in entrepreneurship, right. And, and basically it, it touches sales. What made you decide to go into, uh, sold the solar industry through sales? 
For sure. So I kind of stumbled on it upon accident after my first, you know, venture, that network marketing venture. I did that for three years um, and made zero money, right? I made mm -hmm. a little bit of money, but, you know, at the end of the year, right, with, with the product costs and then the actual compensation, mm -hmm. it was basically a wash. But I learned a ton about reading books and personal development mm -hmm. and, you know, my communication skills increased, my public speaking skills increased. So I knew all this information and I felt like I was a different person but my bank account didn't reflect that. And ah. I was frustrated. I was like, I did everything that they said, right? I followed all the books. I listened to what everyone else was telling me, yet I'm still broke. I'm still working a part-time job. I still don't have enough money to support the people I care about. Mm -hmm. What's going on? So at that point, I started to figure out that I probably need to do something different. You know, they say that if you want different results, you got to do something different. So you're not doing the same thing over and over again and being insane with expecting different results. For so sure. again, I started kind of just popping my head up and tuning into like what else is out there and all these other opportunities. And sales was always something that was attractive to me, mm -hmm. specifically direct sales. Um, mm. For me, I didn't know it was solar. I actually stumbled upon it by accident, but I knew that I wanted no cap on my income. I knew I wanted to create my own schedule and I knew I wanted to work with people that were like-minded, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, so I started studying industries. I started looking at other opportunities out there. Any, everything from Forex to, you know, trading crypto to, sure. <laughs> you know, uh, loan officers, right? There's so many ways out there where you can create income if you're actually serious mm -hmm. about you know, finding it. And then I actually stumbled upon door to door and just the door to door mm. industry. And at first I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, door to door. I thought it was just for, you know, selling religion. I didn't really <laughs> think there was that much legitimacy behind it. And then um, I kept doing more research in the industry and I saw all the super successful business people that I used mm -hmm. to study in network marketing. You know, people you and I, you know, look up to like Tony Robbins, sure. Mark Cuban, Jordan Belfort, Grant Cardone, mm -hmm. Robert Kiyosaki, right, right. Uh, the list goes on and on. They all started in door to door and they have some type of experience in door to door and they dedicate a lot of their current business success to the principles and um, skill sets that they learn from it. So I'm like, okay, maybe mm -hmm. there is more to this than meets the eye. So started looking at industries. I actually did pest control at first. Oh, basically okay. dro yeah, basically dropped my life. Uh, you know, my <laughs> friend was like, Hey, these guys are making 30 grand a year selling bug juice <laughs> in New Jersey. So I'm like, Hey, I need something. I'm, I, I need, I need to figure something out. So mm. I ended up leaving to New Jersey, did that for three days. And it was an awful experience. Didn't mm. like New Jersey. <laughs> didn't <Yeah>. like pest <laughs> control. Didn't like the culture. Um, and uh, I came to a, a crossing point in my life where it was kind of like a make or break kind of thing. Because I told all my friends, hey, I'm going out to the summer. I'm going to make all this money. You know, I'm going to come back. I quit my part-time job. So really burn the boats mentality going out there. Nice. And then I quickly realized that it wasn't something that was going to work out for me. Mm -hmm. So I had this kind of gut check. I was like, either I listen to um, my peers and the people telling me, don't be a quitter, right? What are you going to do when you go back to Vegas? Mm -hmm. And then the other part of me, which was my intuition, um, telling me, hey, this isn't for you right now. There's something better awaiting for you. So I ended up leaving. New Jersey basically saved up enough money within two weeks working at my uncle's glass shop to buy mm. a ticket home from New Jersey back to Las Vegas, came back here, literally had $80 in my bank account oh, and, uh, you know, got introduced to the solar industry by a buddy of mine. And then, uh, you know, the rest is basically hit history, man. It, uh, it blew up from there pretty quickly. So, so before you start Sunday Energy, you, you said you've been in it for six years, right? But two years ago, you started. So that means you've been in sales for four years, even before I even met you. Right. Six so, years, six years. Yep. So can, can you can you just kind of elaborate what your experience was? Because I've been in a little bit of door to door before this company, you know, kicked me out, basically. <laughs> so different story. But uh, I had my fair share of experience with door to door. And I, I, for sure, like if, if you had to be in door to door, it would definitely either make or break you. Because if you were in there, you couldn't handle people slamming on your face. 
and you weren't willing to re to reinvent yourself and figure out how to represent for it would have just chewed you out right for so sure. I'm, I'm curious what your experience was like what what were some of the hardest point when what made you decide to stay in that industry for sure man uh, yeah door to door is not easy for sure it's uh you know they say it's they say it's an industry that, uh, you know, we have a pretty high attrition rate when it comes mm -hmm. to door to door because most people come into it with the wrong perspective. They come in looking to make some quick money when mm -hmm. in reality, that's not usually how it works, especially in my business, which mm -hmm. is solar. It truly is a business, just like any other business where you need to develop, you need to commit, you need to sacrifice. So you're learning how the processes, the systems, the skill set goes. So eventually you can start making business money and not just mm -hmm. hobby money. So at first, man, yeah, door to door for me was like one of those things where it's like I knew that I needed to figure it out because I was either going to let this thing defeat me and then all the insecurities, all the doubts of maybe I'm not meant to do this. Maybe everyone that told me I um, should go get a real job is right. Yeah, yeah. Or it was like, I'm going to conquer this freaking thing. And because of that, shift my identity, which ultimately will shift my life and my trajectory moving forward. So for me, it was a very internal battle of like how committed I am mm -hmm. to getting out of my comfort zone, how committed am I to mastering the skill set and really practice what I preach and not conform and go get a normal job, something that's safe and secure, mm -hmm. that's not going to stretch me and put me in a situation where I have grow or upward momentum. But face this fear of mine because it was a big fear naturally i'm a very uh conservative person very shy so by doing this getting out of my comfort zone <laughs> big time it was a uh you know it was a big just mental just accomplishment for me mm. and, and it was tough man i mean for three months i didn't really see that much success you know i was making a little bit of money here and there but it was all about this kind of getting into my groove and getting comfortable with with the approach of sales and to your point charles right when I think of salespeople, a lot of people when I talk to when they come join the business or they're interested in making more money and making a change in their life, but they're like, oh, I'm not a salesperson, right? Sales mm -hmm. are for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I was, right? I used to be like, oh, I'm not a salesperson. The issue with that is whether you're in the profession of sales or you just practice the skill set of sales, mm -hmm. we do that on a daily basis, right? Not everyone's 100%. in the profession of sales, but they're in sales uh, opportunities every day, right? Okay. If you're a parent, you have to sell your kids on why they should be good kids and eat their vegetables, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a wife or a husband, you have to sell your significant other on why they should continue to stay with you and, and be happy in the relationship, right? Everything sure. we do on a daily basis is selling, whether we're conscious of it or not, we're communicating, right? There's 7 billion people mm -hmm. on the planet. So we're going to have to figure out this skill set regardless. Most people, they're just unbeknownst to them, they're selling on a daily basis, but they never get good at it because they're not mindful of the fact that it's something that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So all I did was, hey, I'm going to join the profession of selling so I can develop the skill set of, of dealing with rejection and, and emotionally detaching myself from the outcome. Because, you know, door to door, you're going to get told no a lot more than you're going to tell yes. And if you're yeah. emotionally attached to those homeowners that tell you no, then it's going to be that much longer for you to go get the yes. So all these principles and philosophies that aren't just uh, you know, applicable to the door. It's actually life lessons that you could really pull from 100%. and, you know, use it in whatever business or, or life lesson that you're in. hundred percent and respect to that, bro. Like, like, like you mentioned, right. It's a lot of these sales skills is applicable to life. And some of them nowadays I have to consider like, hold on, I can't just give something to somebody I actually have to consider how does that, like, how can I get them to be sold on the idea? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's definitely a skill process that I've learned as well. Um, you know, the funny thing was, I was actually going to ask you, what's your relationship with sales? And it seems, it seems like you kind of just, you know, express that on that end. So I do, I am curious as to how you're, you're building a really large team, right? 
and I'm, I'm I, I love that you know you see that that totally fits you as your personality especially being back in marketing that that was one of the fun things that was that I, I experienced which is building a team so before I even get into that I mean you you were before you started while you were in industry and solar um you were working with a different company what made you decide to get started here with Sunder Energy yeah, man. So yeah, before we launched Sunder, I was working with a, a company called Legacy Power. Great okay. company. Uh, completely changed my life. I was mm-hmm. there for four years. Like I mentioned, started as, you know, a timid, shy, you know, young 22 year old with big goals and dreams. And it really transformed my life because I was able to plug in uh, to their platform and mm-hmm. really develop myself. I went from being, you know, uh, just a, a lead generator to eventually a senior regional manager within four nice. years, which was the highest position at the company. I was running Southern California and Nevada. We were doing crazy amounts of volumes and things were really good. So at that point, you know, things were going good, but I felt like internally that I hit my cap in terms of potential, mm-hmm. not, not cap in a sense from an income standpoint, because the cool right. thing, what we do, it's all hundred percent commission. So your income is determined on your work ethic and the value that you're it. adding to the marketplace, which is what I love about sales. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just felt like I didn't have as much opportunity. I felt like the soil wasn't as fertile as I'd like it to be. Okay. And I needed something new. I needed an opportunity to go create more success, more income, more um, just just more just more freshness in the mm-hmm. industry. And there were some things going on um, that I didn't, you know, that myself and some of my partners didn't align with um, from the leadership, some of the For directions sure. that we felt that the company was going. So yeah, it came down to the point, man, where it was like. I was pretty comfortable. You know, I I had enough people where I didn't really have to go create sales presentations myself. I was, Mm. you know, supporting, managing, leading, recruiting, Mm. building that whole aspect. I was making more money than I've ever made in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, things were good. I was traveling a good amount to the other teams. But again, it goes back to that intuition. I'm a firm believer that, you know, you just really need to trust your intuition and your gut. Sometimes your head doesn't tell you what your heart and your intuition you know, should tell you. So, mm-hmm. you know, that got me to that point was following my intuition. My intuition was telling me that something right now is not on, right? Mm-hmm. The timing wasn't, wasn't there. And uh, myself and about five partners all decided, and we're feeling the same thing that it made sense to, you know, depart our previous company and, and go start something new where we felt like the vision, the philosophy, the intention within the organization was a little bit different than what we were looking for um, with our previous company. And, you know, it was scary, man. It was scary leaving mm-hmm. a comfy, safe position, you know, potentially getting sued in a lawsuit, which did happen um, oh, and a bunch of other stuff, you know, that Damn. taking a risk to, to leave your, your comfort zone in your nest. But I mean, you know, within a year and a half going on two years, you know, okay. we, we started with about 60 people. We have about 500 sales reps Oof. across the country, basically open in almost every state. And, Seriously. um, that's you know, awesome. things are going really good. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious how that process looked like expanding. Like what, what were some of the things that you had to go through? I mean, you mentioned, you know, being almost sued and, but obviously when you're also there traveling and training and recruiting and helping people grow, like Tell, explain to us a little bit how that process looked like. Yeah. So thankfully I have some really good partners. So my mm-hmm. role hasn't changed that much, right? My role and it's the stuff that I love and I'm passionate about is why, you know, I'm able to be here six years and I'll probably be here another five years because okay. I truly do love, love and passion what I do. It's, it's the training, it's the recruiting, it's the supporting, it's the mentoring, it's taking mm-hmm. someone who maybe is a little lost in life in terms of where their direction or the professional is, or, you know, is ambitious, but is stuck at a dead end job and giving them the support, the mentorship, um, and the platform to take them from, you know, hey, 
not having enough income to support themselves, hopefully enough income, or now they're able to, you know, put their head above water and focus on stuff they're mm -hmm. actually passionate about. That's the stuff that really fires me up and stuff that I love to do. And that's what was attractive to network marketing as well. Mm -hmm. So for me, my role hasn't changed that much. That's basically what I'm still doing on a consistent basis. It's growing the teams, it's supporting, it's helping, you know, this new guy go from a new guy to an experienced guy and then helping him potentially grow a team as well if he'd like to do that growing leadership position. Um, but the process was scary, man. The process was scary. It's, you know, figuring out, you know, it's figuring out different systems and supports because before everything was there, right? It was basically, you know, we, we fell into it and there was a right. whole team and, and the support system. And then, you know, coming over here, it was like, man, we have to build this thing from the ground up. We have to develop the culture. We have to identify, uh, you know, what our, what our intention is behind this company and what we're doing. We have to get the commissions and the gear and mm -hmm. the support and create the platform that people love about direct sales, which is feeling like they're a part of something bigger than themselves and um you know creating that for them and giving them a good experience because at any time if we don't have if we don't give them a good experience they can go back to that previous company or they can go sure. find somewhere else you know this space direct sales solar specifically mm -hmm. because of the industry and how fast it's growing it's yeah. extremely competitive um mm -hmm. so making sure that at the end of the day if we're not giving value to our people if we're not serving them at the highest level as they should they're going to go find somewhere else to do business so that is always at the forefront of mine it's how do we serve um, and add as much value at the highest level to help them achieve their goals and dreams. And, you know, Zig Ziglar, by doing that as a byproduct, we'll get everything that we want as well. That's, that's awesome, bro. Thank you for, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I, I appreciate you for being vulnerable and just being uh, open about your process. And I'm sure anybody starting up anything can be intimidating. And, you know, I'm glad that you have taken this from a six to 60 to 500. Damn, bro. Like I'm, that, that that's something to look back into you know not just me but yeah for sure a, I mean, everybody else you know so <laughs> shout out sure. to all the team as well and everybody contributing so um i'm just curious i mean since you kind of mentioned it already with your team right you said there was principles and values that you guys in, incorporated in order to create this culture what does that look like because i'm, I'm kind of curious as to you know like how how does you guys group operate and what kind of uh culture do you do you build in order to create that you know, a uh, group like that. hundred percent, man. So coming, coming over to uh, this new, this new uh, venture, right. The name Sunder, the reason that we named it Sunder, Sunder is a biblical term for to break apart, to okay. Sunder something, right. To break apart. And there's two meanings to that. One, obviously we're in the solar industry, right? Mm -hmm. So we're breaking apart the archaic utility company, right? Coal and oil, right? That we're disrupting how energy is produced um, and breaking apart the electric utility uh, okay. you know, commodities and all that mm -hmm. stuff. That's the you know environmental aspect to it. The second meaning behind that is, again, door-to-door -door is an amazing industry, but there's also, it attracts, I always say this, attracts the best of people, but it also mm. attracts the worst of people. Mm. Um, so there is a lot of shady businesses out there, not saying that my previous company, they ran a great business, but there are a lot of shady tactics when it comes to leadership and not giving people the experience that they should be mm. because the industry is so fresh and so many people want to take a part of it. A lot of people that maybe should be running teams, should it be running teams or companies are because of how much money there is to be made and just the hype around it. So we wanted to essentially break apart some of the negative connotation when it comes to door to door and the industry as a whole and help kind of reframe how an actual sales organization should be ran, mm -hmm. built and represented. Love and it. a few, few ways we do that is, you know, one big one is respect. 
um, that we that we have in our organization. And for us, respect means is treating people honest, right? You can't lie to someone and respect them at the same time simultaneously. Right. You, you can't do that, right? For sure. So one big thing that is, is just simply respect, which sounds like, duh, right? You want to be honest with people, but yeah. you'd be imagined how many, how many companies, leaders, people, leaders um, don't respect their people and they don't, mm. they treat them different when they're making money off them through when they don't. Mm-hmm. One of the philosophies that I've adopted for all you direct salespeople or network marketing people out there listening to this is so many times you treat your team, your people like royalty when they're in your business and you're making mm-hmm. money off them, whether it's an override or they're buying your auto ships, if yeah. you're network marketing, <laughs> but as soon as they leave to another team or as soon as they lead your organization, you treat them differently or you talk oh. shit about them or you stop answering their phone calls, mm. right? It's one of the things that, hey, that means that you're not respecting them because they mm. stop making you money. You start treating them differently. That's actually a reflection on your own character Interesting. and that's not good for that but the second reason from a strategic standpoint so much of my business because i've been doing solar for about six mm. years people are going to come people are going to go right but as long as you treat people the right way while they're here especially when they leave and treat them fairly in the same wow. way pay them what they're supposed to mm-hmm. nine times out of ten they'll actually come back to your organization because they're like yo Steven just doesn't care about me as a number, as an override. He actually cares about me as an individual. And that's why he's treating me no different and respecting mm. the fact that I think that there's something better for me to go off of. 100%. So many people treat people differently on the way out and it doesn't give them the opportunity for that person to come back long-term because if you treat them shitty, then they're going to be like, screw that guy. I'm going to go yeah. to a different organization. Yeah. And they're playing the very short-term finite mm-hmm. game versus the infinite game of saying, hey, they may not be with me today, but they'll probably be with me tomorrow or the week or the month after that. So respect, man, is a big one by treating mm-hmm. people fairly honestly. Um, you know, Even having those hard conversations instead of lying to them or trying to be misleading, just be mm-hmm. straight up honest with them. So respect's a big one. And then um, I would say the, the second thing, that sets us apart as our culture, man. Um, I think our culture is second to none. I think it's the biggest reason uh, why we've been able to do what we do and grow and expand. I mean, when you look at any business, most businesses have the same things going on, right? Mm-hmm. And not my business, right? Most people's products are, are about the same, right? Most people's installers, most people's comp plans, everything's mm-hmm. relatively the same, right? There's some advantages here or there, mm-hmm. but for the most part, right? Everyone thinks that they have the best opportunity ever, as you should. But the thing that I think separates great companies from mediocre companies is the culture. It's it's how do their people feel about their leadership? How do their mm. people feel about their, their organization? Do they feel like they're part or bigger than themselves? Do they trust their leadership? Mm-hmm. Not just as a business leader, but also as a personal friend and someone who they could you know, talk to outside of mm. business. And I think we do a really good job of creating not just a business and coworkers, we create a family um, on the doors and off the doors. And I feel like when you do that, people are going to stay, even if they get offered a better deal somewhere yeah. else, or if they have a rough week on the doors, because they know that it's not just a, a company they're leaving, they're leaving a family, they're leaving somewhere that they get more than just money from, mm-hmm. um, you know, on a weekly basis. Love it, bro. Uh, I, I really resonate with the respect part, right? Like uh, how you treat somebody even after they leave the door, man, that's, that's so powerful. I think a lot of people uh, can, you know, take that into consideration. And when it comes down to working people, it's not just when they're going to make you money, but it's also like, hey, just in general, it's some, some, something long term. And the other part that you mentioned was like having that leadership where you can be when you can feel like you're part of a family, I think that's super powerful, bro, because I've been, you know, I've worked with jobs too, and even organizations, and you can see the difference when they talk and re- treat you differently, you know, and you, and you want to be a part of that because it feels 
it feels very uh, inviting, you know, and it, it's a place that, and especially if they invite you for a place for growth, like it's even more powerful, you know, like for me, like I love being able to work with people when if, if worst best case scenario, they decide that they can take their opportunity somewhere else, bro, I'll be so happy for them. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah, so so like that's that's something that I truly resonate with, and I'm glad that you shared that, bro. But is there anything else that you wanted to share on the on the aspect of sales industry? Because I, I know you have a, a really great relationship in the aspect of just like how sales represents for you and your team. I'm just I'm just curious. I mean, feel free to share anything that you might have. Yeah, I, I would encourage everyone listening to this call. Uh, if you're maybe not super happy where you are financially, or you're looking for more out of life, right? Um, I believe that everyone has the potential to reach greatness, right? Or reach success. And success is defined by a lot of different ways, right? Some people think success is having a great family. Some people think success is having a cool car. Mm -hmm. Some people think success is having a hundred billion, zillion dollars in your bank account, right? So whatever your definition is of success, I would just encourage people to figure out what you need to do to get there. I mean, we live in the 21st century where it's not a matter of resources. It's a matter of resourcefulness. Anything that you mm -hmm. want to learn or any type of field you want to get into or any type of opportunity you want to take advantage of, there's so many resources out there to make money, right? We live sure. in the 21st century. Our parents, our grandparents, right? Our grandparents' parents never had opportunities like we do today. Right. Yet I see most people, especially the younger generation, just conforming to what they believe that they're worth, right? Mm -hmm. What their parents said or what their grandparents said or what their college professor or their pastor told them what they're capable of, even if they're not happy at their current job. So sales isn't for everyone. I think it potentially could be, but I think sales is an awesome gateway into learning more about yourself, into learning more about network marketing, mm -hmm. or, uh, about uh, entrepreneurship and other you know, opportunities like that. For me, I believe that opportunities like these, like direct sales, it's simply a personal development program mm -hmm. with a compensation plan attached, right? Nice. Go figure out, go, go, go try a year or two. You'll learn some super cool philosophies and super cool principles. You'll be around, you know, highly motivated people. And then as you do that, you start to learn stuff about yourself. You start to raise your identity. You start to see what's possible. Mm -hmm. When you hang around 22, 23, 24 year olds making six figure incomes, you start Man. to think differently because you start to unlearn a lot of the conditioning that we were taught mm -hmm. at an early age of what success looks like or what the yeah. only path is in order to get to your goals and dreams. And then you start taking action accordingly. So I would invite everyone listening, go join a sales company, go join a network marketing co company, go join something, not for what you're getting, but for what you're becoming. Because mm -hmm. once you Love leave it. that opportunity, if you actually commit to it and give it mm -hmm. a chance, you're going to go from level two to level three, and then you're going to open yourself up to a lot more possibilities. And what, what can it turn you into? Right. And, and that, that's, that's powerful. I was actually going to drop something about what I learned in sales, but I did totally just blew my mind because uh, Stephen hmm. over here is just uh, dropping so much inspiration and knowledge hey. to share with you guys, you know, that's but what I, we do. Yeah, there we go, man. And that's, that, that's, what it's all about, you know? Um, so transitioning back into you, bro. I mean, you're, you're, you're at this great company. You built a really awesome company, you know, um, you're, you guys are expanding. Um, what, what's, what's your plan? Like what's, what is your vision look like next couple of years? You know, what's next for you? For sure, man. So definitely doubling down on uh, on Sunder and Solar. You know, there's a big misconception floating out there now that you know the average millionaire has seven sources of income. So you got sure. you know every everyone and their mom on social media trading forex, selling life insurance, doing door to door, yeah. investing in crypto, right? Just all these different kind of avenues and things because they feel like that's the way of success. When in mm -hmm. reality, if you actually look at 
successful people, you know, seven, eight figure um, earners, they double down in one industry. They found their one niche, right? Whether it's sales, network marketing, door to door, investing, trading, Forex, right? There's multiple possibilities, but they double down in one. They put all their eggs in one basket. And then once that stream was flowing strong enough, then they were able to diversify, mm. right? At the end of the day, a master of of a, a, a jack of all trades is a master of none, right? You need to yeah. focus and be intentional and pour your life force into whatever it is that you're focusing on as your full-time, you know, hustle. And as you grow that to a point where you're able to kind of take a little step back, then it's time to diversify. I Love see it. so many people doing it the opposite. So for me, I feel like I've gotten to the point where, you know, this is basically not on autopilot, but it's, it's pretty solid in terms of the fact that, you know, there's, it's, it can, if I left for a month, it would still be going per se, which I think is where everyone should get to the that. point to. So for me, it's still continue to double down on solar because the mm. ROI I get from putting my energy and time into solar is higher than anything else out there. Mm. But at the same time, also diversifying into certain investments and opportunities that don't take much of my time and energy. Okay. Um, I feel like the thing in sales to kind of segue back that I've seen, I remember my, I think it was 2016. It was like my first year of solar first year and a half. Um, I made my first time ever making more than a hundred thousand dollars in a year. And I thought when I made a hundred thousand dollars in a year that my life would be set. I could travel the world. Yeah, I could yeah, retire yeah. my parents. I could do all these things. I quickly mm -hmm. realized that a hundred thousand dollars a year is fairly poverty um, mm -hmm. in California, especially. So <laughs> I also realized that even though I made the most money I've ever made in my life, I barely had enough money for rent the next month. Mm -hmm. So even though I was making a ton of money, I was also spending a ton of money because as my income went up, my lifestyle went up and mm. I was still at the same saving account than I was as I was making $30,000 a month. For sure. So when I realized that, I realized that I got to be smart with my money. And that's how I train a lot of these salespeople. A lot of people in sales, the goal isn't to make a lot of money. The goal isn't to have nice cars or nice houses or, you know, ride, uh, you know, limos all the time or whatever. The goal is to create enough money where you can create enough passive income where you can walk away from sales mm. when you're done with that venture. So for me, that's my main focus. And that's what I try and train my leaders. It's like, yeah, go crush it, live a cool lifestyle, but make enough money where you're making sure you're investing those monies, whether it's into crypto, stocks, real estate has been something that I've been putting a lot of focus on nice. lately. And as you do that, you're funneling this money while you have this high earning cash opportunity into these passive investments. It's not really taking that much of your time. Mm -hmm. So when you look up two, three, four, five years from now, now you have enough passive income coming in where you can take a step back from sales if you'd like and actually go focus on what mm. you're passionate about without having to worry about how you're going to pay your bills because your lifestyle is increased as your income increases. So that's sad. my biggest thing now, man. It's, it's really diversifying and figuring out um, different investments, learning more about real estate investments, mm -hmm. uh, you know, stocks, cryptocurrencies, other businesses out there that I can invest to. That's not taking too much of my time and energy, mm -hmm. but now I'm able to leverage my money and hopefully look up in 10 years and have, you know, 10, $20 million worth of income where then I can That's say, Hey, if I want to work, I can, but if I don't, I could go chill on a beach in Hawaii for six months out of the year and not yeah. do anything. Just manifesting. Huh? That's perfect, man. Well, I was going to ask you, yeah. you know, like, it seems like we're, we're coming up to an end. So I was going to ask you like, Hey, is there anything that you'd like to voice out for anybody listening? sounds like that was a pretty powerful way to end, but just in case I don't leave you in the dead end, is there anything else that you want to leave out to voice for anybody listening and tuning in? Yeah, absolutely. I would, you know, I, I, I talk to people about this all the time, right? Mm -hmm. It's, 
you know, when I first started learning about entrepreneurship, I was low self-esteem, scared of the world, used to walk into a room and, you know, wonder what people think about me versus what I think of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't come from much, right? Family never taught me anything about financial literacy. The most I ever made in a year combined was like $40,000. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you can come out of a very low financial education situation with a lot of cards stacked against you and go create success, anyone can do it. So in my experience, it's not a, it's not that people aren't capable of living their dreams and and crushing it big in life. If they're not willing to see if they're capable, they're not willing to put themselves Mm. in a vulnerable situation to put themselves in a scary situation where they're kind of, you know, butt against the fire a little bit to really see what they're made of. And the fact that they're not willing to do that, the universe isn't going to grant them with anything that's special because they're not putting themselves in a situation to even receive anything amazing. So I would say, if you're listening to this call right now, and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're in a situation where you're not super happy with your finances, your body, um, you know, your, your relationships, your, your, your income, the house you're living in, the car mm-hmm. you're driving, like do something about it, do something sure. different, go find someone that has the results you want, go listen to them, go study, start reconditioning your mind, start tuning mm-hmm. in to different frequencies. Cause what you've been doing obviously isn't working. So you're going to have to do something different. And I'm a true believer, um, in, in energy and law of attraction and, you know, Love manifestation, it. like you yeah, touched to, just just like, right now. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, focus on what you want, right. Tune yourself into that vibration, you know, go to work every single day. So you raise your belief lethal to actually make you believe that you're worth it and start taking those micro steps daily compounded over time to going on a different route than what you've been on. And eventually you're going to wake up one day and be super happy you did and, and you'd be able to compound. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, how you do one thing is how you do all things. So yes. it's like, find that one thing that you really could lose sleep over and focus mm-hmm. on and, and double down and, uh, you know, crush it. Awesome, bro. I, I'm glad that you're, you're on this thing. We're, we're sharing so much similar value. So I'm glad it allows me to even reassure that maybe I, you know, it's just a sense of manifestation, right? Being around the right people. So um, out of curiosity, most of the audience listeners right now are from the 805 Ventura County, just in case they might be interested in probably diversifying their skills. Maybe they're looking for a new um, uh, career path or maybe some way to make another source of income. How can they best find you and possibly find a way to work with your company? Yeah. So we have teams all over California. We mm. have a team out in Orange County with people that you and I both know. Brian mm. Amaro is one of the leaders down there. So yeah, I would say reach out. Um, you can contact me directly on Instagram. It's at Stephen Cohen, S-T-E-V-E-N-C-O-H-E-N on Instagram. Uh, you can join our website and uh, opt in for, uh, for an interview call. It's joinsunderenergy.com, joinsunderenergy.com. And uh, yeah, reach out. We're always looking for highly individual, motivated people that are, you know, looking to make change in their life. And we give them the support, the systems, the platform. All you have to bring is your work ethic and your teachability and, and we'll take care of the rest. Love it. Love it. All right, guys, you heard it, guys. Make sure to tune in if you guys are looking for something different to change it up. But other than that, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us here at Voiced Podcast, man. I really enjoyed you sharing your voice and what uh, you being in this industry meant to you and you know your your role in everything so uh, thanks again guys um, for anybody tuning in we'll see you guys in the next episode